powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. Come on, let's say it together. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us now. Speak to us now. Have your way. Move tonight, God, in a way that we know we've had an encounter and an experience with you. And for this, we will be thankful and grateful forever and ever in this building and on every digital campus, we pray. Somebody say hallelujah. Come on, go to grab a seat. Let's go to work. Our series is set it off. This is the year. Say, this is the year that I set it off. I need you to say it with authority, please. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. If you don't say it with some authority, you're not going to see it manifest with some authority. You don't need God to do anything subtle this year. You need some bold stuff to happen for you. I don't just need no subtle breakthrough. I need God to walk in there, throw his weight around, and say, this is my son, this is my daughter, and you, I need you to open your mouth with some authority and say, this is the year I set it off. So check this out. I gave you several definitions of that as we were coming into this year. But all of those definitions boil down to this one phrase. One thing can change everything. You'll notice on the screen, can is italicized, which means in this instance that it doesn't have to happen unless you make it happen. This is going to be a year that God's going to do more for you, but it's going to require more from you. I'll say it again. God will do more for you, but it's going to require more from you. This is not going to be a year you can slack on church attendance. Let's go. This is not going to be a year you can slack on missing prayer. Let's go. This is not going to be a year you can slack in your serve. This is not going to be a year that you can slack in your worship. This is not going to be a year that you can slack. I need somebody to say this. Say slack is whack. Listen. This is not the year for that. You should have did that in 2020 when you was locked in your house. But now the earth is open and God says, if I kept you alive and you weren't one of the millions that took their last breath in 2020, that took their last breath in January, you better maximize every single moment that you have. If you still have a pulse, then guess what? God still has a plan. And I just wish you weren't afraid to live. 
I just wish you weren't afraid to wake up and say this is the day that the Lord has made and I shall rejoice and be made glad in it. Look at somebody next to you and say, I ain't afraid to live. I why 2020 tried to kill you and you survived it so you should not be afraid to live now lay your hands on yourself and say live one thing can change everything Sunday's message here it is was not all at once say not all at once uh, when the Hebrews got to the Jordan River, when the Hebrews got to the Jordan River, I began to teach you that, that God makes this statement to them about how they're not going to be able to do everything in one time. I want to go deeper into that. Um, when the Hebrews got to the Jordan River after the Red Sea, it was several years after the Red Sea, and the Jordan River literally means this, get in there. Say it with me. Come on, say it with me. Say, get in there. And we learned that they needed two things. These are two things you're going to need this year. You're going to need patience and boldness. Say, I need both of them. But I want to add a third one in here tonight. Hebrews 10.35, English Revised Version, says it like this. Cast not, therefore, uh, uh, away, therefore, your boldness. Everybody look at me. Boldness means your confident confession. Boldness isn't just about action. Boldness is about confession. I, I'm going to say it again. Boldness is not just about action. Boldness is confession. Let me give you an example. Um, it's bold to say my next 12 are going to be my best 12, and you don't have a clue what they're going to look like. I just know they're going to be better than anything I've ever been through before. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I know we're going to do it. I don't know exactly where I'm headed, but I know I'm headed to somewhere better. I might not be living here, there, or wherever next, but I know it's going to be better. Somebody say, I have a confident confession. You have to be so confident in your confession that when people look at you, they think you're nuts. If nobody thinks you're nuts based on your confession, you ain't confessing anything bold. I need some of y'all watch me to be confessing. You're going to own a dealership and you're riding a bus. Y'all ain't going to talk. I need you to be saying you're going to be happy and all you can remember is sad days. I need you to be talking about the apartment building you're about to own and you're still renting an apartment right now. I wish you were sitting next to somebody that would have some boldness in their confession. Somebody say, I'll be bold this year. I need you to be able to speak to your body and say you're going to be in the best shape you ever been in. I need you to be able to speak to your finances and say there will be no debt, there'll be no life. I need you to speak to your children, even them crazy ratchet ones that you really want to cuss out and drag through the street. I need you to be able to talk to them and say you're a mighty man of God. You're a mighty woman of God. You're about to shape the world. You're about to be a, I want to snatch your hell edges together, but I'm going to speak life into you because somebody said I have a confident confession. That means when I say it, I believe it. When I say it, I believe it. And, and listen, this is different than just positive thinking or just positive confession. This is biblical confession, which means what I'm saying, I'm basing it off of Bible. What I'm confessing, I'm basing it off of the word. He says, cast not therefore away your boldness. Your confident confession is what that means in Greek, the language of our New Testament, which has great recompense and reward. Recompense means that's going to pay you back for what you've been through. Recomp, recomp, recompensate. And he's going to reward you for the boldness that you take. In other words, God says, I'm not going to waste anything. Everything you've been through, I'm going to pay you back for that. Everybody listen to me. Every heartache, every piece of bitterness, every betrayal, every dollar, every car ride, every hookup, 
every email, every time you help somebody, every package you put together. Y'all ain't talking to me. God says, I've been keeping good records. And I'm going to make sure you get recompensated, recompensed for everything that you've ever done. You did not waste one minute, you sold it. You didn't waste one dollar, you sold it. You didn't waste being a good friend, you sold it. You know why? You're about to get a friend this year that's going to be what you wanted the friend last year to be. You're about to have a relationship this year that's going to be everything you wanted your sorry ex to be. I wish you would open your mouth and say my next 12 are going to be my best 12. God says, you not, I ain't going to be left on you nothing. By the end of this year, all accounts will be settled with you. I will not owe you anything. Why? Because you had a confident confession, and your confident confession has great recompense, recomp. But then I'm going to reward you. That means I'm going to, because of your boldness, I'm going to reward you for your boldness. Now listen, I can't reward you for what you thought about doing. I can only reward you for what you did. And you're going to do it because your confession is going to talk you into it. Faith comes by. 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 Which means the more I keep hearing myself say it, before I know it, I'm going to be just stepped off into it. The more I keep hearing myself confess it, before I know it, I'm going to be doing it. That's why I need you to say things like I'm debt free. Because the more you confess that, one day you're going to wake up and say, wait a minute. The app say, I don't know nobody anything. I... The more I keep hearing myself say it, the more I'm going to do it. But I got to hear me say it. This is why I ask you to open your mouth. This is why I ask you to say things. And there's some people, I just don't believe in all that. That's why you don't see nothing. That's why angels skip you and go to your neighbor because your neighbor knows how to follow instructions. I'm going to give everybody in this building, everybody online, one more chance. You ready? I'm going to be like Biggie. I'm going to give you one more chance. Baby, baby, give you one more chance. I need you to open your mouth and say, my next 12 will be my best 12. Let me ask something. Say, in every way. And before you know it, you're going to be in it. Before you know it, you're going to be in it. Before you know it, you're going to be in it. Before you know it, you're going to be in it. Before you know it, you're going to be in it. Before you know it, you're going to be in it. Yeah. Look, cast not there away for your confident confession. Why did he say don't cast it away? He said because life is going to make you want to cuss and cast it away. Let's just be real. Life is going to make you want to throw it away. I've been speaking good and all I see is bad. That's the test to see whether or not your confession can outlast. <laughs> That's to see whether or not your confession can outlast the crap. That's to see if your confession can outlast the mess that you're dealing with. That's why he said, don't cast it away. He said, because life is going to make you want to just toss it away, just throw it away. And can I be honest with you? This ain't for everybody, but I don't know about your praise. You have been through too much to get to this stage and cast it away now. Are you joking? You didn't go through the hell you've been through and dealt with the ratchet people you didn't have to deal with for nothing. He says it has great recompense of reward. Look at verse 36. So, so first thing, say confident confession. Come on, say, 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 say boldness. Verse 36, for you have need of patience. So I explain boldness now to you. My confident confession is going to produce action. Faith comes by hearing. I'll do it if I keep hearing myself say it. You'll do it if you keep hearing yourself say it. Stop talking about, I just can't forgive them. That's why you can't. You keep hearing yourself say that. You need to hear yourself say that. John 6, 63. John 6 and 63. Every word you speak is a spirit. 
which means every time you speak, you're releasing spirits in your house, spirits in your car. That's why sometimes you need to learn how to cut the conversation short. Because people will try to keep you on the phone to get you in a bad confession. People, y'all ain't gonna say nothing. I've learned sometimes just to say, because mm. you ain't gonna mess up my confession. Because I got places to go, I got people to see, I got things to do. Let me go to 901 for you. Let's go to Memphis. I got to say something, do something, move something this year. This is the year I set it off. This is the year you set it off. So look at the verse, Hebrews 10.36. Hebrews 10.36. For you need, and watch what he says now. Now you need some patience. He says, after your confession is confident, which is boldness, your, your confident confession is going to make you do something. But now you're going to need patience. Because once you start doing things, guess what? You're going to need patience, which is the level of endurance your character can take before you get negative while you're being delayed and provoked. He says, so once you start speaking good, you're going to start doing good, but you're not going to see good immediately. Look at me like that again. Look at me like that again. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. After you start speaking good, then you start doing good, you ain't going to see good immediately. Let me prove to you. You started doing right. And then it seems like as soon as you finally started doing right, you did what you were taught. You're like, I did it. Hallelujah. Hey, Kay, Then the next day you're like. This is why he said you need patience. He said, because here's the test now. Don't you get negative. Don't you get negative. Don't you get negative. Let's be honest. How many of us? This is, this is, this is the struggle. The struggle is real. Right here. Because negative, if I listen to me, negative feels good. And here's why it feels good. Because it reinforces what we deeply already believe. This is why you have to change what you say so you change what you believe. Because people ain't nothing. People ain't nothing. You know why you think that? You think that because somebody did that to you. But in your next world, God's going to give you some people that are something. You ain't going to have to keep being the bigger person because you're going to get away from these little people. You ain't going to have to keep feeling by yourself because God's about to bring some angels to come help fly with you. Come fly with you. Come fly with you. Say my next 12 will be my best 12. He says, your patience, patience isn't waiting. If you go up in church, here's what you thought patience was. I'm just seeing what God's going to do, you know. I'm tired of waiting, but God is good. You're out of order. You got negative. And every time you get negative, you ever been uploading some on your computer? And, and like, and like you left, went to the store, went shopping, came back. It's still, let me tell you what, it'll still gonna be loading if you left it on a negative. Let's go. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You break your Wi-Fi connection every time you get negative. Every time you get negative and complain, heaven's like, there's a connection problem. And here's the deal, and you don't have time for your download and your upload not to get complete. This is why if you saw, uh, if you saw uh, 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 and you follow on social media, I posted the scripture out of the book of Numbers where the Bible says every year they complain or every day they complain, God gave them one year to wander in the wilderness. What did God say? For every day you broke the connection, here's what you did. You were so busy being negative, you couldn't hear. You were so busy complaining that I couldn't speak. You kept saying, Lord, speak. And then when I went to speak, you spoke negative. You kept saying, God, what should I do? And every time he was like, look, I'm going to have you listen to this message that Bishop preached in 2008. And when you listen to that message, you're going to listen to that message. But when you get negative, you're going to break the connection. So you're not going to be able to hear what he said. And what he said was to give you the directions for what you're to do now. 
So you broke the connection, and so now you got to wait. But I need you to lay your hands on yourself and just say this. Say, I am patient. Say, I've proven my patience because I've endured. Say, in every negative confession that's come out of my mouth, every complaint that's come out of my mouth, I cancel it, and I kill its fruit right now. I uproot it in the realm of the spirit, and I replace it with one confession. And my next 12 will be my best 12. All things are working for my good. I'm getting recompense and reward. It's going to blow my mind. It's going to be more than I anticipated. It's going to be more than I expected. But I'm ready. He's ready. You know it. Let's go. Look at the screen. He says, for you have need, uh, to cast not therefore away your boldness, your confident confession, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. You're going to speak good. You're going to do good. You ain't going to see good immediately. Immediately. Amen. You're not going to see it immediately. And this is the real test. Because you can speak suddenly, but just, guess what? Suddenly for you and I is different than suddenly for God. <laughs> Bishop, what do you mean by that? God is not bound by time. We are. So as far as heaven is concerned, that was a suddenly. It just took four weeks. Uh-uh, I need you to catch that. Because some of you have accused God that that don't work. No, it, mm -mm. you just thought that he was bound by your time. It was suddenly compared to when it should have happened. Shut your mouth. It should have happened 10 years from now. But it's a suddenly as far as God. That's what the Bible says, the day is, is a thousand years into the Lord. It's not a direct mathematical equation. It's just to express that God is not bound by time. So when you say things where you put times on them, God is like, that's great. And you need to speak that. And that's phenomenal. But don't think I didn't answer because you put me in your time because your time is different than my time. I'm not in time. I'm not bound by time, but you are, which is why you need to make, pay attention to what you're doing in time so that you don't waste no more time because now is the time for you to set it off. I dare just about 40 of us in this room that know this is our time. I just need you to open your mouth and say, it's my time. Look at the verse. This is what the verse says. He says that after having done the will of God. So I'm going to speak good. I'm going to do good. Okay. I'm going to speak good. I'm going to do good. I keep hearing myself say faith comes by what? Hearing. All right. So then I'm going to do something. And then once I do good, I'm not going to see good immediately. But after I've done the will of God, his will is his word. So when you come to church, you hear his will. Every time you hear a word, that's his will. So God, what do you want for that? You're listening to his will for you. So you're like, God, I just don't know. Am I supposed to be patient or not? Hello! That's his will, okay? That's his will. Somebody say his will is his word. It's not that deep. It's not spooky. It doesn't require, you know, 40 prayer partners to get around you in a circle and start, uh, start doing all of that. We don't need to have no white gloves on. We don't need to buck and jive and all of that. You ain't got to do all that. It's not that simple. Uh, please understand. Please understand. Please understand. You, uh, ask me, can I just go here for a second? Somebody say, if I'm patient, say the scripture says, I'll receive promise. Remember, patience means I don't get negative. And I don't complain. So I need you to make this declaration. Say, every delay is to my benefit. Say, if I am delayed, I'm going to enjoy the layover. I need you to go up to the sky. Listen, for my Amex users, go up to that Centurion Lounge. 
and you better enjoy it. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. If your layover has delayed your next flight, that just means that plane may have been one that was gonna go down. God says, I need you to maximize your layover. Don't be negative about it. Don't complain about it. Don't say, I wish it was different. Stop talking about, I'm sick of this and I'm sick of that. Just say every delay is to my benefit. Because that's patience. You need boldness, which is your confident confession, and patience. So guess what? Now, Joshua chapter 3, verse 10. You ready? Can we go to work a little bit? Can we go to work a little bit? All right, this is what God tells Joshua, who has taken over from Moses, when they're getting ready to cross the Jordan River. Remember, they've crossed the Red Sea years ago, and all they had to do, Moses lifts his hands, the Lord sends a storm, the storm parts the sea, and then the land is dry. God vaporizes all the water in the, in the uh, dirt, and now they walk across on dry land. Pharaoh comes behind them. God drowns Pharaoh's army, and Pharaoh has to watch them make it over. <laughs> oh, God, I feel real sorry for the people who thought you weren't going to make it. I feel sorry for those exes that said you ain't going to be nothing without me. I feel sorry for the people that walked out of your life and thought your business was going to crumble. I feel sorry for every sucker that thought you needed them to get over. I need you to open up your mouth and say, watch me do it. You ready? I even feel sorry for the parts of you that thought you weren't going to do it. Hear me, let me prophesy. Lift your hands because you are about to do what you thought you couldn't do. I, I prophesy to shut down every ounce of fear, doubt, unbelief, negativity that's on the inside of you and say, my next 12 will be my best 12. Let's go to work. So here they are now. They've crossed over the Red Sea. God makes Pharaoh watch. It's got to be crazy because Pharaoh goes home by himself. You came with a click and you went home by yourself. Because when you mess with God's people, you're going to wreck yourself. We'll do that. <laughs> All right? Look. Ooh, but that's Snapchat. Okay, listen. If you didn't see that, they did a little remix thing. It's on social media. All right, but look, everybody, look. But look. So now they're at the Jordan. Say so they're at the Jordan River. It's similar, but it's not the same. It's a body of water that's blocking them, but it's not the same. Do not make the mistake of labeling anything in 2021 as a past experience. What I've discovered is we're often not afraid of new, we're afraid of old pain. We're afraid of old disappointment. So the moment you see a body of water, you're like, mm-mm, this happened in 17, this happened in 16. And so the enemy begins to try to stir up things in you like, well, you remember when you tried something last time? You remember when you got on faith last time? You remember? And I need you to make this declaration and say, this is not a repeat. See, it's similar, but it's not the same. It's a body of water, but it's not the same body. One body was behind me, the other's in front of me. One body was about my past, the other one's about my future. One represented stagnation, the other represents a flow. Which means when I get in the river, I'm gonna get my flow together. In other words, everything's just gonna be flowing. Can I preach tonight like I want to? The Bible says in Genesis, it wasn't a sea that was in the Garden of Eden. It was a river that was in the Garden of Eden, which means when I see a river, that means I'm in my Eden. What's my Eden? Eden in Hebrew means the land of voluptuous living, which means God says you're going to live like you never thought you were able to live. And the river is your indication you're about to bust in there. 
Please open your mouth and say, I'm about to set it off. Anytime I see a river, there's a flow. Anytime I see a river, there's a flow. What is the river full of? It's a river full of water. Water represents the spirit. So it's not just a flow naturally. It's a flow spiritually. Which means before I pray it, he going to send it. <laughs> Can I tell you that that's real? Can I tell you in 2020, there were several times before I even prayed for something. Somebody knock on my door. Here you go. I'm like, what is that? Oh, my God. I, pr- I was about to pray for that. But before I prayed for that, he answered that. Why? I'm in a flow. And I... And I'm so close in my flow with the Lord. You're going to be so close in your flow with the Lord that before you even ask for it in 2021, I'll know by your response when I prophesy this, before you even ask for it in 2021, it's going to show up and say, here you go. And the Lord was with the man of God and let not one of his words fall to the ground. So, so they're there. And they're getting ready to cross the Jordan. They're camped out in front of the Jordan. Joshua 3 and 10. And Joshua said, here's how you should know the living God is among you. He's speaking to the people after God has spoken to him. All right? And that you will, um, among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites. Let me teach for a moment. Canaan was the overall name of the land. Canaanites was the generic name for all of the people groups that live inside of Canaan. They are listed here because while it's the generic name, it's sort of like if you say Americans, but in Americans you have African Americans, you know, you have Mexican Americans, so on and so forth, okay? So it's the same concept here. Now I need you to catch this. He says, without fail, who's going to do the driving out? The Lord is going to do it. Which means, watch me, once you, one thing can change everything. Once this starts, it can't stop. I'm going to throw this mic. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw this mic. God says, once you get up in there, once you get in there, and once you start setting this thing off, this is going to be a train. Choo-choo. Come on, ride the train. Somebody say, once it starts, it ain't going to stop. Say, once it starts, it's not going to stop. He says, you will without fail. He will without fail, excuse me. Drive out from before you, the Canaanites. Come on, let's, let's, let's call the Ike family. This is the original um, Ike and Tina Turner review. Let's go. Say the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Gergesites, Amorites, Jebusites. Seven nations. Come on, say it with me. Say seven nations. He says, once you cross the Jordan, there are seven nations over there. And, and watch me, watch me. And those seven nations, can I tell you about them? So, so he says this to him. Then the priests get in there. The priests get into the, the priests get into the Jordan. And when the priests get into the Jordan, what have I taught you? The Bible says the water stands up in a heap. The, the land is dry. And the priests, if I listen, the priests have to stand there the whole time while the Hebrews cross over. What does that mean? I have to stay spiritual. See, some of y'all start good and then you get sloppy. I rebuke your sloppy spirituality. I pray that this be the year where your spirituality is on a whole nother level. You're going to start this year strong and February strong, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January. You're going to start this year strong spiritually and you're going to be like those priests. You're going to stay there spiritually. 
They stood spiritually the entire time while they're crossing over. Wow, right? Because if they move, the water comes back. If I get off of my spiritual disciplines, the thing I asked him to move for me overtakes me. Let, please hear me clearly. Please hear me clearly this year. If you get off of your spiritual disciplines this year, what are those, Bishop? Your five T's. Shall we review? Your time, that's your faithful church attendance. Your talent, that's serving a church. If you're in the building, you can serve. If you're digital, you can serve. If you're part of Harvest. Number three, your testimony. That's inviting other people to church. Number four, your, t uh, your thirst. That's your prayer, praise, and worship. Number five, your treasure. That's the faithful giving of your tithes, offerings, first fruits, love offering, etc. If you slack on those, the very thing he moved for you will then overtake you. I'm not saying that to be scary or to worry you. I'm just saying, listen, it's already started. So you don't have an option to slack. Because can we be honest? The truth is you already out there. You already been talking. You already been walking. Somebody say, I'm already out there. Can't stop it. Can't stop it. The priest had to stay there for the Hebrews to go across. Which means they had to, watch me, what did they bear? They were bearing the Ark of the Covenant. They had to bear it. What's the Ark represent? His presence. They had to bear it the whole time. And they stood on dry ground while the, while the Hebrews went across. Somebody said, I have to remain disciplined the next 12. Say, say this, say, to be my best 12, I have to be the best me. Can we go to work a little more? So verse 16, the water's coming down from afar, stood above, and rose in a, in a heap very far away, and the people passed over. Who's on the other side of the Jordan? Deuteronomy 7 and 1. Who's there? Seven nations. Deuteronomy 7 and 1. When the Lord your God brings into the land you are entering, to take possession of it and clears away many nations before you, the Hittites. And remember on Sunday I began to teach you what these different names meant for each of the nations. Because the Lord says he's going to drive them out from before you. All of the nations represented something that was in them that got in their way. I'll say it again. It represented something that was in them that got in their way. Can I be honest with you? The only thing in your way is what's in you. This is the devil. Because what did the Lord, do you see the devil anywhere in here? Do you see the devil anywhere in these scriptures? Do you see, and the, and the Lord shall smite Satan on the, no, you don't see none of that. Because, no, no, no. Because children of Israel, these nations represent something that's in you. So the first nation, the Hittites, that means broken and fearful. You've been broken and so now you're fearful. Let's just be honest. There were things that you were not afraid of until you did it, it failed, and now you're scared. Y'all gonna lie like that? Come on, let's be honest. All right? Come on, let's tell the truth. Come on, come on, digital. Come on, come on, Atlanta. Let's be honest. All right. Uh, then the Gergeshites, that means stuck in clay. That literally means, watch me, you are stuck in a messy situation. You're stuck in mess. And, and here's the truth. You know you need to cut off that relationship because you know it's a mess. But you keep it because you're stuck in clay. Y'all ain't gonna talk. You know there's some stuff that uh, there's some stuff you need to get out of your house because it carries the spirit of who used to be in your life. Come on, I'm, 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 if I, I'm going tonight. You better come on and loose me, loose me and let me go. 
All right? Listen, but you're stuck in a mess. You keep talking about this was our song. Baby, it was their song. He sang that song to several women. I need you to stop thinking you was exclusive. Please listen to me. You're stuck in a mess, right? You keep talking about how great it was in the 80s, how great it was in the 90s, how great it was in the early 2000s. It is 2021, and I need you not to be afraid to start at what looks like one, but you need to realize there's a foundation that you're building upon. Mm -mm. Somebody say, I will not be stuck in clay. Third, third nation, the Amorites. Amorite means talkers. God says, I need you to not be afraid of talkers. Listen, many times there are things that we don't do because we're afraid of having to deal with the fallout. We're afraid of having to deal with the controversy. If you're a leader, there are certain decisions you know you need to make as it relates to people you lead. And sometimes you can be fearful or scared to do it or put it off to do because you, you don't want to have to deal with the Amorites. You don't have to deal with the talkers. It's just so much. It's so much. It's so much. But God says, are you going to be more excited and more pleasing uh, or more concerned about pleasing the talkers? Or are you going to be more concerned about doing what my word says? And everybody listen. And in church, it's easy. It's just difficult out there. And church, oh, for God I live, and for God, mm -hmm, you say that in here. But when you get out there, you're like, well, listen, I'm going to just, I'm going to look at this email next week. I'm going to think about this situation next month. I'm going I'm to I'm look at this, I'm going to deal with this, I'm going to deal with this later. And sometimes God says, I need you to not be afraid of talkers. This is why he will have people to lie on you and see how you respond. Am I telling the truth or am I telling the truth? God will let people lie on you, and he'll be standing right there while they lying. And he could have stopped the lie, but he says, no, because you have need of patience. I'm going to let the lie spread, and then I'm going to see what you're going to do. I need you to be bold. That doesn't mean you run from it. Best response is no response. Sometimes, sometimes you need to set records clear. No, I heard somebody say, when they go high, we go low. When they go, uh, when they go low, we go high. Well, you know, I ain't found that in the scripture. What I found in the scriptures is, some, you know, something different. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. That means when they go low, God gets all the way down on the floor. And says, let me help you. But listen, but listen, but listen. God says, okay, now are you going to complain about that? Are you going to be negative about that? Or are you going to hear it and say, wow, that's what they're saying? Okay, here's why I'm excited about what you just ran to me with. One, tell me what you said to them. I'm going to help y'all. Thank you for reporting what they said. What did you say? Well, you know, I didn't want to get in the middle of it, so I didn't really, okay, okay, understood. Understood. Very good. Very good. 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 Okay. Good. 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 Well, what you gonna do? Well, um, I'm good. Well, just tell me what you gonna do. Oh no 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 no! I never reveal my secrets to my enemies. The fact that you watch me didn't defend me in my absence is proof that you are enemy in my presence. Thank you for showing me who you were, and I didn't even have to pray. So now what am I gonna do? We good. God bless you. You mad? Hey, man. I got nothing but love for you. Can we go to lunch? Ooh, I ain't going to be able to do that, baby. No. Uh-uh. I ain't going to be able to do it. Now, to, 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 to the talkers, okay, um, listen, hey, listen, I'm aware you're saying some things that, that uh, and this isn't the proper, this is why you pray. 
Because sometimes, sometimes the right response is nothing. I have watched the Lord sometimes let you sit back and know. And you just sit back and know. And sometimes you're like, don't say nothing. But sometimes not saying anything is a passive aggressive way of living. So sometimes it's going to be appropriate to say, hey, darling. Hey, look. Tell me, did you, did you say that's another, another, another? Okay, all right, okay, all right. Well, listen, let me just help you because um, you need some help. Um, you grown, baby. You can do what you want. I just have watched how God handle people who don't do me right. So I just want you to know I did what the word says. The Bible says pray. I prayed for you, and I just want you to know whatever happens from here, the Lord did it. Now, see, some of y'all, that's too real for you because you're used to just running. But this is not the year you run. This is the year you say, I came to rule and reign and conquer and to subdue. I'm not running from no enemy. I'm not running from no jigaboo, baby. I'm not the one. Sometimes. Sometimes. All right, let's go back to the Bible. Let's go. Because, listen, here's what I've learned. Here's what God will do. When you give it to him, you give to him. Some of y'all tonight, I told somebody this day, some of y'all tonight, you need to go wash your hands of some stuff. You need to go get some Noah Noah Latte store or order online. And let me tell you, it's a Hebrew custom. We used to do it going into the new year. Couldn't do it this year because uh, you want to be good stewards of distancing and all that. But what you do, you take the anointing oil and you just wash your hands. You don't put no soap in there. It's the oil in the water. It's a Hebrew custom. And what you're doing is you're washing. Remember when Pilate said, I wash my hands of this? Okay? Same principle. You're washing your hands of the situation. There's some stuff you need to wash your hands of and say, I have given that too much concern. I have worried about that too much. I have thought about that too much. And you know what? I'm not going to sit here and chase and run behind grown folk. That's fine. God is everywhere. Here's everything. And God's got me. And wherever I'm attacked, that's where I'm anointed. So sometimes you need to hear what they're saying so you know where your grace is. That's, can I give you scripture? Can I just teach for a moment? Can I teach you for a moment? That's why Jesus said, who do men say that I am? He says, what are they saying about me? He said, I want to know where my grace is most evident. Then he said to them, now who do you say? He said, because I want to know what you really think about me because your presence around me doesn't impress me. You've always wanted to be around power, so you've been around me. Listen, I'm no fool to think that the reason that you're around me is just because you love me. Jesus says to them, don't tell me what you, you think about me. He asked because he said, I want to know. I want to know what the word on the street is. He said, because where, wherever they're attacking, that's where I'm anointed. Where I'm a, wherever I'm afflicted, that's where I'm gifted. Are y'all listening to me? So sometimes, stop getting all upset. I, ooh, I'm so mad. Stop. Sometimes just say, now they say, what? Wow. Wow. That's not my problem. And then what you do is you go to God and say, okay, God, now you heard all that. You knew all of that. Now, God, I'm not getting negative. I'm not complaining. What I'm asking you, Lord, is you handle this. I wash my hands of this. And you do what you do. I pray for them. And the Bible says that if I do that, it's going to drop some hot coals on their head. People going to be a little hot under the collar for messing with his child. I, I need you to open your mouth and say, my next 12 are my best 12. All right, let's go scripture. 
All right, here we go. All right, uh, Hittites, Gergesites, Amorites. Num number four, the Canaanites. Say Canaanites. Canaan, uh, in this context here in Hebrew, it means zeal without action. It means you get excited, but you don't do anything. Say, that will not happen this year. Can I get you to give a confident confession? Be bold. Say, that will not happen this year. You went and got all the brochures. You did all the Googling. You did all the research. You didn't have 400 meetings with 400 people about 400 things about what you got excited about. And then didn't take action. So he says, I'm going to kill that in my kid. I'm going to drive that out. What did he say? I'm going to drive these things out. I'm going to drive out your filthiness because you've been broken. I'm going to drive you out of your messy situation. I'm going to drive you away from worried about talkers. I'm going to drive you away from getting excited but never doing anything. Then the parasites. He says, you've been wilding out. He says, you're real saved in here. Ooh, but that's Snapchat. Hey, check it out. God says, you've been wilding. He was like, what are you doing? He's like, do you think I'm going to take this from you? He said, you've been taught too much to behave like this. I poured too much into you for you to be, are you serious? I just need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, no more wilding, no more wilding, no more. Here's what I love about God. You can have wild moments, but he ain't going to allow you to stay in a wild state. Let's just be honest. And we've all had wild moments where we said, oh, my God. It, uh, listen, can we just give him praise? Watch me. For the wild moments you had where he should have canceled you, but he didn't. He gave you grace. Hey, and he gave you mercy. Somebody say, thank God for his grace and mercy. All right. Check this out. All right, the Hivites, the Hivites, submission. He says, I'm going to drive out of you your lack of submission. You call it creativity. It's not. It's a lack of submission. You call it you're just a leader. It's not. You don't submit. You can't be a great leader if you're not a great follower. You call it I'm just a strong woman. Okay, well, then good. You should be the best to submit. Because you being strong, that means you know what you need from people you lead. So you shouldn't give somebody hell when you don't want hell because you're a good leader. You sow what you want to reap. In other words, I'm going to sow a good follower because I want some good followers. Hey, Bob, I was trying to do about that. He says, I'm going to drive out of you your lack of submission. I'm going to drive it out. You understand what that means? He says, I'm going to drive it out, which means if you don't willingly do it, I'm going to force you to submit. And I'm, if you don't, listen, if you don't submit willingly to Moses, I'll make you submit forcefully to Nebuchadnezzar. Then the Jebusites. Jebusites means ruin and downfall. He says, listen, um, I'm going to drive out of you this thing you have that everything is going to be your ruin and downfall. You ever met somebody that's a sensationalist? What does that mean? Everything that's happening is the end of the world. Everything is the end of the world. They, they get a letter in the mail. Oh, my God. I, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. Somebody said, that's me. Come on here. Used to be. You, you get one bill in the mail for $45, and now you're talking about, I just don't know what I'm going to do. You have one little issue, and you think it's going to be your ruin and downfall. He said, I'll tell you what, children of Israel, y'all are scared to live. And you'd rather do nothing and be safe than do something and maybe run a risk. Who am I talking to tonight? Because at least I know what to expect over here with Pharaoh and Egypt. But I came to be a spiritual Harriet Tubman and get you up off the plantation. 
Come on, boy, let's go. Come on, girl, let's go. Harriet Tubman said, I would have freed more slaves had they known they were. She said, I could have done more if I wasn't fighting against the mentality of those who asked for freedom. When freedom came, they didn't want to fight for it. These are seven nations. Somebody say seven nations. Come on, I got to finish. And the Bible says they are numerous. They are more numerous than you, and they're mightier than you. Check this out. He says, this is mightier than you, which means these are going to put up a fight. And they're more numerous than you. What does that mean? It's, it's y'all, but it's a whole lot of them. And I listen, when you get to the other side of the Jordan, please listen to me. You ready for this? You're going to see things that initially, when you look at them, overwhelm you. I'm going to say it again because the people in the back didn't hear. Y'all got it? Yeah, all right. All right. Okay. All right. What you looking at? I'm looking at you back there. The back, looking over there at this back row. I'm looking at this back row. Y'all ready? Come on, digital back. You ready? Here's the deal. When I cross the Red Sea, or excuse me, the Jordan, the first thing I'm going to see is say, this is a lot. You ready? It's a lot of work. Ooh, this is a lot to do. And check this out. And here's what you're going to say. It's just one me. How can I do all of that? Is there anybody in this building or online where you have faced some things and you're facing some things where you're like, this, this, is, this is too much? Like, God, I, I'm a fighter, but dog. Who am I talking to? It and I, you're like, Jesus, I, I, I love you, but... I got to deal with my fear, my mess, my zeal without action. Talkers, stop wilding out and learn to submit and not be afraid of ruin and downfall. I got to deal with all of this at one time? One time for your holy night, Kirk Franklin. I got to deal with all of this at one time. Can I just get you to put a one up? But it is 2020. And one of you is about to take out seven of them. I just need you to say, I'm not afraid to be one. Wow. Okay, so let's look. So let's look. Verse 2. When the Lord your God gives them over to you and you defeat them, you must devote them to complete destruction. Three Ds there. When and you defeat them, who's giving them to you? The Lord. What does that mean? He's going to throw it in your face. Those seven things, he's going to throw in your face. I need you to study those seven things because there's things he's throwing in your face right now. Let's go back to the seven real quick. There's things he's throwing in your face. He is throwing your mess in your face. Every day you're like, I ain't got to deal with his days. Like, <laughs> nah, boo. You're going to deal with this today. Especially on the days when you don't want to deal with it. Those are the days he's like, we're dealing with that today. That's what's on today's agenda. Right? 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in your face your wilding. Because you're going to do certain things and look at yourself and say, mm -mm, now you know better. Can we just be honest in this building online? How many of us in the last 12 months we've done something where we're like, now nah, look, now you know better. Now you, now you know better. You don't even need no meeting about that. You, you know better. 
do you already know? So let's go to, let's go to the next verse. He says, um, when the Lord God gives them over to you, he's going to throw them in your face. And here's what he says. And now you're going to defeat it. Because God says, fight with it. Fight that fear. Fight it. Fight. 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 Fight that fear. It's like, look, deal with your mess. I just wish people stopped talking about it. I wish you'd fight it. Deal with it. Somebody say, deal with it. And defeat it. What does this mean? You have to look at those seven areas of your life and see what needs to be defeated. Can we all be honest that one, at least one of those seven? If we're all honest, it's all of those seven. Because even submission, some, some, watch me, some of you, you're good at submitting with people. You're not good at submitting with God. Because people can, people can check you on the spot. The Lord might not say nothing for a little bit. It's quiet right there. I, then you must devote them to complete destruction. He said, listen, now once you defeat it, I need you to like, I need you to like, here, you come, you come. Come on real quick. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go. You ask the Lord to use you. He's been using y'all a lot lately. All right. So let's pretend like you're one of the seven nations and then you're defeating them. Okay. Now, now I need you to, I need you to like grab his collar, rough him up, you know, rough him up, rough him up. There you go. Come on. There you go. Come on. There you go. I, now, now, here's the deal. Now, here's the deal. Here's, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know you from Chicago. Listen, uh, got to keep some Peters on your team just in case something go down in the church house. I don't let mine get saved. I don't need them having a conscience. I'm just playing, guys. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Just joking. All right, take this out. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, all right. Defeat him. Okay, so now fall on the ground. You defeat it. Now, here, here's, what, here's what most of us do. Here's what most of us do. Here's what most of us do. All right, wipe your, wipe your sweat. Ooh, say, God is good. Say, I'm done. And say, now nah, I'm moving on. Here's the problem. See, this is why you thought you deal, dealt with it in 18. And it was on the flow in 18. Get on the flow. It was on the flow in 18. What happened is, though, since you didn't destroy it, Y'all ain't going to talk to me. It popped back up. And for some of y'all, some people popped back up in the last few months. And God says, you did not destroy that thing. And so now I threw it in your face again because this is going to be the year you destroy it. Now, come on back. Come on back. So now here's what you say. I'm dealing with this again? Well, you never destroyed it. So now I need you to devote it to destruction. I don't just need you to knock them on the floor. Knock them on the floor. Go on on the floor. They do a good job at these dramatizations. Listen, I need, get, your, get, your, get your shank. Cut his head off. I, look, he no, look, he knows him. In other words, why do I need to cut his head off? Because you ain't going to mess with my head no more. You ain't going to mess with my head no more. You ain't going to have me up losing sleep no more. You ain't going to have me going through this no more. Somebody say, defeat, devote to destruction. Defeat, devote to destruction. Lay your hands on your head and say, it ain't going to mess with my head. In my next 12, give God a praise right there, everybody. 
My God. Can I finish? That's good to me. That's why this isn't a repeat. Because when it got up, it already knows you can whoop it. And if I, if I had time to really teach it, it already knows that you can whoop it. It's never seen you destroy it, though. There's some generational curses. You about to cut the head off. What does that mean? It doesn't mess with my mind. Because I took its head off. Baby, the war is in your mind. Hey, Kay, I'm da 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 Alright, look. This is verse 22. The Lord your God <laughs> will clear away these nations. I cannot wait to sow into this word. The Lord your God, I would do it now, but I gotta move. The Lord your God will clear away these nations before you. How are you gonna do it? Little by little. How are you gonna do it? You may not make an end to them at once, lest the beast grow too numerous for you. Alright, I need seven singers and I need I need my I need I need my Hebrews back. Seven singers and my Hebrews. Come on, that's good. You can sing too? Okay. All right. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There we go. Okay, can y'all just make a little semi, a, a little oval? There you go. You come here. There you go. There you go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, I need one more. I need seven. Oh, that's good. That's okay. He, he can sing apparently too. <laughs> I'm putting you up on Sunday. You shouldn't have came up here. And if you don't sing good, you're going to be frying fish in the morning. Listen. I'm just joking. All right, everybody watch. Everybody watch. So here's the deal. Now you fight now. Here's the problem. The Lord says, all right, you ready? He says, all right, you may deal with the Canaanites. All right, put my nations up. You may deal with them. All right, and then you may deal, okay, now let's deal with the Jebusites. All right, okay, all right, all right, all right. But, but that parasite got you wilding out over here. <laughs> Y'all lazy, come on here. Got you up. So listen, now while you're wilding, you're distracted because the Hivites are trying to take you down. So what the Lord says, what the Lord says, so now, watch me, you went in there ready to win. But because you tried to do too much at one time, now they ganged up on you and they got you on the floor. Please listen to me. I'm about to prophesy and preach at the same time. That was your 2020. That was your 2019. You're 18, but in 2021, you about to rise up and God says, y'all line up, y'all line up, line up, line up. I'm putting things in order because you about to take them down one by one. One by one. One by one. I need you to give them a praise if you. But what does that mean? I got to be patient. I got to be patient with God. Look at me. I got to be patient with me. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say your first name and say, be patient with you. <laughs> say, but I'm knocking them all out. <laughs> this year. Can I get you to say it one more again? And my next 12 will be my best 12. Thank you. Watch this. But before they face them, I'm almost done Wednesday. Can I finish the word? But before they face them, Joshua 4.20, before they face those seven nations, let me show you what happened. 
while the priests were still standing in the middle of the Jordan, they're given an instruction that's not recorded in Joshua 3, it's recorded in Joshua 4. They took 12 stones from the feet where the priests were standing. They took those 12 stones from where the feet where the priests were standing in the middle of the Jordan. Got me? You with me? They took out of the Jordan. Look what they did. Joshua set them up out Gilgal. Gilgal means to roll or a circle. Here's the second definition in Hebrew. It means a heap or a collection. I, 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 need, I need you to listen very carefully. I need you to listen very carefully. He, he says, listen. Put these in a circle. Collect these. I need you to collect. I need you to collect. Say it with me. Say, he needs me to collect. He needs me to collect. What, I've conquered. what I've conquered. He says, take 12 stones from this Jordan. This because this Jordan represents what you just crossed. You ready? And he says, set them up at Gilgal. Joshua 5 and 1. Look at this. And as soon as all the king of the Amorites uh, who were beyond the Jordan to the west and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan for the people of Israel until they had crossed over, their hearts melted and there was no longer a spirit in them because of the people of Israel. So check this out. God says, guys, you crossed it. Now, there's some lessons you got from this Jordan. I need you to collect those lessons. And I need you, I need you to make, listen, I need you to make that your circle. Mm -mm, it's so deep you missed it. He said, listen, sometimes the reason I don't let people in your circle is because you need principles in your circle. There's some seats I left empty in your life, and I put one of them stones. One of the rocks. Can I preach like I want to? And Jesus is the rock. There's some seats in your circle that I left for me. There's some seats in your life I left for me. Stop running after people and let me take a seat in. I got to finish. I'm out of time. Can I finish? I'm going to finish. I'm out of time. So what happens? They collect these things at Gilgal. Gilgal was where they made camp right after they crossed the Jordan. So now, guess what? Who starts talking? Please, please be a good class. Who were the talkers? The Amorites. Let's read the verse again. And as soon as the king of the Amorites, the talkers started talking. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Y'all trying to play me, and I'm not the one. I told you now. Come on here, stage right. You ready? Who were the talkers? The Amorites. Who talking? The Amorites. But what are they telling? Better not mess with them Hebrews. Which means when I come... Oh, y'all ain't go... The reason God needs them to talk is because they're about to... You better not mess with the... Don't mess with them harvest folk. Don't mess with that Christian. Don't mess with that believer. Run, tell that. And as soon as all the king of the Amorites, who were beyond the Jordan to the west, and the kings of the Canaanites, who were by the sea, zeal with no action, but by the sea, they heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from the people. They collected, 
made that their circle. They took their lessons from their Jordan. They took their lessons from their Jordan. There's so much depth I could give you because 12 means foundation. Which means, which means, which means what I crossed over became my foundation. You needed a flood because that was your foundation. There's so much I could, but let's not do that. Let's not go there. We, we could spend all night right there. We ain't doing that. Let's go. Look what happened. He says the Amorites start talking. That's what they do. But now the word they're spreading about you is, did you hear what the Lord did for them Hebrews? Did you hear how they got out of debt by June? Did you hear how she ain't depressed no more? Did you hear how he's not discouraged anymore? Did you hear how they took a city in the middle of a pandemic? Come on. Did you hear? Come on, Wednesday. Did you hear? I need you to open your mouth and say, let them talk. Because what did they do? They spread fear to my other enemies. For some of you, there's people who don't like you. You don't know why. It's because an Amorite has spread fear to them about you. So the reason they don't like you is because I ain't for the mess with them. I must just rather avoid him and have an attitude with him because I heard what happened to people that mess with him. I heard what happened to fit y'all. Okay. Look, y'all still here? He said, listen, the word's going to spread about what you crossed. Get in there. Remember, that's where we were a couple, weeks, couple messages ago. He said, the word's going to spread about that. And when the word begins to spread about that, the hearts is gonna, are going to melt. What does that mean? It literally means they're going to lose their desire to want to fight you. I'm going to see if I can say this one way. And, and, and listen, I know I'd, I'd say something like I'm going to throw the mic and all that, but I really mean it this time. If y'all don't shout off of this, if y'all don't sign off of this, you ready? The reason you had to have that fight was because that fight was going to make the other fights easy. <laughs> This section, I need more of y'all standing up over here, y'all. I need more of y'all. You had to have that because now when you face your next, you're going to be like, what is this? I beat Corona. What is this? I beat death. What is this? I beat rejection. What is this? I beat sickness. What is this? Somebody holler, what is this? If I beat that, who are you? If you were able to prosper in a pandemic, what, who are you? If you were able to build something in a city, they say you couldn't build it in. What are you? I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, you needed that one. Because the rest going to be easy. excuse me I'm about to have a preemptive praise break because my next 12 gonna be my best 12 can we just pray I need you to get up at your house in this building just stands for a little bit at home just stands for a little bit
30 seconds. I need about five runners in here that know you're running through the rest of this year to set it up. I need some runners at the house. I need some shouters at the house. I'm giving y'all 30 more seconds. Are you ready? Let's go. One, two, three. Let's go. Glory to God. They gonna think twice about trying to mess with you. Words about to spread about how you crossed over. Words about to spread how you beat something. electric in this building. There's something supernatural in this building. I pray it's at your house. I pray it's on your job. I pray it's wherever you're at. All right, here we go. All right. All right, let's go. Their hearts melted, which means they changed their mind about wanting to mess with you. Then, there's no spirit left, which means they're not even going to have the energy to fight you no more. I pray, I pray your enemy's energy be depleted when it comes to coming against you. Whatever's been trying to come against you, I pray it lack the energy to mess with you. I pray it lack the focus to mess with you. My next 12 will be my best 12. All right, all right, all right, I got to finish, I got to finish. Verse 3. So Joshua made, look what happened. If I look, 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 if I look. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Why you said that so many times so I can get you back? Because some of y'all are all the way up. I'm going to let you, we're going to go back in a minute. I just got to make sure I give you these instructions. I'd be a poor shepherd if I got you excited and not made you equipped. I got to stand before Jesus one day. So I don't just need you excited. I need you equipped. I need you to walk out of here ready to tell Thursday. Woo! All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Y'all quit acting like this in Denver. People don't have church like this in Denver. Oh, I got another runner. If you knew what she'd overcome, you'd understand why she's running. 
at verse 3. Look at verse 3. Everybody watch me. Look at verse 3. I got to quit. I got to quit. Look at verse 3. So, somebody said that, say the Amorites were talking. Say, but before the Lord let them engage, he cut them. All right, here we go. Look. So Joshua, give me a knife. So Joshua, give me a knife. Somebody give me a knife. Y'all ain't got no knives? Come on, give me a knife. <laughs> Amen. He's a God of justice and... All right, everybody look. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the sons of Israel at Gibeah Haraloth. That's just the Hebrew name for Gilgal. Say Gilgal. Say in the circle the collection of stones from the Jordan. So look at the next verse, verse eight. When the circumcising, so Joshua literally, he begins to circumcise them. And now listen, in scripture, I'm about to show you that circumcision has more than just the meaning you may initially think of. Initially, you think of male circumcision, it was a way that the Hebrews identified they had a covenant with the Lord. This is why when David fights Goliath, he says, who is this un, because he said he don't have a covenant. He says, so he may be bigger than me, but he don't have my God. He may have more experience than me, but he ain't got my God. He may have been a man of war since his youth, and I am a youth, David said. He says, but what he doesn't have is a covenant with my God. And if God be for me, who would dare be against me? Ready? So look. So God says, before we start fighting, he says, I've already been messing with their heads, and I've took their energy. You're going to have to fight them, but I messed with their heads, and I took their energy. I'm so glad you outlasted it. I could shout my whole self right there. I'm so glad you outlasted it. I'm so glad you didn't throw it. I'm so glad you didn't do that. I'm so glad you didn't do that. Go and take it. I'm so glad you didn't do that. I'm so glad you didn't give up. I'm so glad you didn't let your situation punk you. I'm so glad you didn't let the enemy force you to quit. I'm so glad you didn't give up. Somebody say, I outlasted it. Right. So look, he says, before y'all go fight, I've been messing with their head. Remember, he says, their hearts melted. Hearts in scripture means mine. Their hearts melted, and there was no spirit left in them. They don't even have the energy to fight you no more. He says, but now they're going to put up a fight, but they don't have the energy intensity that they did before. What you went through at the Jordan equipped you for what you're about to do. That's why I needed you to get your stones out to Jordan. So that, watch me, because you're going to use those stones. You got 12 stones, it's only seven nations. I, if I had time to teach that, I could teach it. In other words, I'm going to give you more than what you need to win. I'm going to... Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I'm going to give you more than what you need to win. Okay. Okay, I don't have any more. Okay, come on. Y'all stay right there. So look, so, but the Lord says, hey, hey, Joshi, hey, I got a problem though. He said, because this generation that's alive, y'all were been in the wilderness for 40 years. Y'all were just trying to survive. So there's things you didn't do like you were supposed to because you were trying to survive. 
you left certain things undone because you was just struggling to get to Tuesday. Who am I talking to? You were just trying to, and it doesn't mean that you were broke, busted, and disgusted. It just means you were in such a place of survival mode that there's stuff you didn't even pay attention to. You, 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 there's places, stuff you left in houses, left over here. Left, you were just trying to survive. Who am I talking to? So there's things you left out, steps you left out. And he says, and one of the steps y'all left out is that y'all didn't circumcise this new generation. He says, and now they're in positions of leadership and they haven't been cut. He says, so I need you, I need you to circumcise everybody. Here's what he says, a second time. He says, so even the ones that maybe got it in the original, I need you to cut them again. He said, even the people that's been with you for a while need a new cut. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. He said, because they start, watch me. Sir, oh, my God. I, he, says, he says, circumcise them a second time. So the Bible says, make knives. So they got knives, and Joshua began cutting. Everybody look at me. These grown men. And Joshua said, come here. Watch what you have to do. I need you to be transparent. And I know you're grown now. He says, but listen, if you don't come to the Lord with childlike faith and not be afraid to show what you've been covering, y'all don't like this here. If I can't cut you, you can't come with me. There's so much depth to this. I got to just get the book. If I can't cut you, you ain't coming with me. For every leader, listen to me. If you can't cut them, they can't come. If they leave you when they cut, they weren't supposed to go no how. You just found out earlier so that you weren't dependent on them to have a battle station that they weren't going to stay on. And oh, my God. There's so much to that. So they start cutting. There, there's, if I look, there's two things besides natural circumcision. Can I finish this message? I was supposed to be done 24 minutes ago. Y'all doing all this shouting. Because some of y'all actually think your next 12 going to be your best 12. Look, when the circumcising of the whole nation was finished, circumcision, number one, was natural. Here's the other two meanings. Number two, it was to confirm covenant. That's from Genesis 17 and 11. Write it down. Go study it for yourself. It's to confirm covenant. In other words, God says, I need everybody to renew their commitment to me. He said, even the ones that's been with you for a while. He said, everybody got to renew their commitment. You need to have some conversations with some people around you and say, we need to reevaluate and renew our whole, because we need to make sure we're on the same page. Because you ain't finna half step with me and my best 12. Confirm covenant. Say, confirm covenant. In other words, he says, recommit. I'm going to be honest, there's some areas that we can tighten up in our commitment to the Lord, to church, to God, to whatever. But then look at the second one. Here's the second thing stubborn, uh, uh, um, uh, circumcision refers to, stubbornness. The Bible says in the scriptures are there, Leviticus 26, 41, Genesis, uh, Jeremiah 4, 4. 
He calls it the, he calls it the foreskin of your heart. What do you circumcise? A foreskin. He, said, he called it the foreskin of your heart. What does that mean? He said you're stubborn. You only change when it hurts. He says, and while we fight in these nations, I don't have time for that. So I'm going to cut you now so I don't have to cut you later. Because when we fight the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, the Hivites, and all the rest of the ites, I don't have time for you behind me complaining. I don't have time for you behind me whining. I so I'm going to cut you now to get rid of this stubbornness. If I look at me, before you deal with those seven nations, God says, I want to cut you. And that's not a negative cut. It's a prune. God says, let me recommit yourself. Do you really love me or you love my stuff? Recommit. 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 For some of you who haven't been able to be in the building uh, that were used to being in the building, he said, are you going to be as committed at your living room as you are when you have to walk into this room? For my digital family, he says, are you, are you committed? And then he says, and I'm going to cut your stubbornness. God says, I don't want to hear all that. Just get it done. I don't want to hear all those excuses. Just get it done. What did they have to cut? The whole nation. Everybody remained in their places. Please open your mouth and say the last part of this verse. Until they were healed. Let me see if I can paint this picture for you. And I'm way over time. But is anybody being blessed? Right? God says, I'm going to cut you in some areas that deal with your stubbornness and your lack of commitment. Your lack of covenant. Your word means nothing. I'm going to make it mean something. You ready? He says, I'm going to do that. And he says, then I need you to heal from that. Because you're not about to take these seven nations in an unhealed state. So the reason, can I, can I make a full circle? I'm going to cut you to heal you. So when you face them, can I get you all the line back up? My seven line back up? Come on. Say boldness and patience. Let me make this whole message connect. Y'all come up, come, come closer. Step into the light, Caroline. No, you come over here. There you go. Say boldness and patience. Because when, when you're fighting them, y'all take fight postures. When you're fighting them, when you're fighting them, de remember, defeat and devote to, okay, fight. If you're unhealed and stubborn, you'll say, wait, I need a break. I just need some time away. He said, but since you're healed, you're going to take him out? You're going to take her out? Him out? And listen, look, since you're not, watch me, since you're healed, somebody say he's healing me. And since you're healed, all of that extra stuff you needed before, you're not going to need no life support. You ain't going to need no oxygen. You ain't gonna, are you catching it? You're not going to need all that extra. Take him out. 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 Look at this. Verse 9. The Lord said to Joshua, today, thank you. 
the Lord said to Joshua, say your name for a moment, please. Today, I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So the name of that place is Gilgal. Say, when he cuts me, three things are leaving me. All right, y'all, we're done. This is the last verse. Any more verses? Y'all ready? He says, when I cut that stubbornness off of you, and when I make you recommit like you're supposed to be committed, I'm going to remove every scandal on you. I'm going to remove the shame you've carried, and I will remove the feeling of disgrace that you have. Reproach means scandal, shame, and disgrace. I need you to say your name out loud. Say scandal-free, shame-free, disgrace-free. Say it again. Scandal-free, shame-free, disgrace-free. I need everybody in the building standing, everybody at home standing. If you believe that, I need you to release a praise. Everybody stand and praise him. go up in the spirit in a minute tonight if you're watching this and you're not a christian tonight's your night secondly if you're giving your life to the lord but you've not been faithful to him tonight's your night thirdly if you say bishop woman i don't know where things stand with god i need you to be sure tonight if that's you in this building i'm going to ask you to raise your hand online i'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji i'm serious me you need to become a christian recommit yourself to the lord or be sure one two three hand up in here or hand wave emoji say it's me come on digital campuses come on facebook come on youtube Come on, Periscope. Hallelujah. Do that hand with emoji. Just say it's me. Even if you're watching a replay, no shame, no guilt. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief, because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. I love you because you first loved me. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you pray that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're now sure, take out your phone, text the word decision to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word decision to 55498 to let us know about your decision, and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. 
Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply.